So once again, Merry Christmas and welcome. You know, it's, it always is such a great, almost intimidating sight every time on this, this great day of Christmas, especially this particular Mass, when it's so crowded. And I probably say every year that, you know, we're here every week. I know some of you are from out of town, but many of you are from town. And so we would love to have you join our parish family. Because what we're celebrating today is a real-life event. And it should be a life-changing event. It can be a life-changing event for each one of you here this afternoon. Every time that we gather for the Holy Mass, in some way we are calling to mind what's taking place. And in that present tense of the verb, what's taking place. Because whenever we celebrate the sacred liturgy, there's a great mystery that takes place, that the events that we read about, the, the events that are proclaimed to us, in some way we are transported into that real-time event. And so this vigil mass... So it's a vigil mass. So there's still some anticipation that word vigil means to be waiting. In some way, we are liturgically still waiting for the fulfillment, which will take place at midnight tonight when Christ will be born. And so as we hear the prophecies and this proclamation of what is happening, there's a certain giddiness and excitement that we feel. And we can only imagine what it was like for Mary and Joseph to be so familiar with the Old Testament prophecies and to have the encounters with these angels and to be lost in that mystery of, can this be true? Is this really happening? Because for them, it was their first time. For many of us, it's just the next time. And for many of us, the giddiness, the newness, the true awesomeness has kind of faded away. And so maybe this could be the year where you give the gift to Jesus, where you say, okay, Lord, I'm done fighting. I'm all yours. The fear that Mary felt when she encountered the angel, the fear that Joseph felt when he encountered the angel, the uncertainty, the, the maybe I don't want my life to be interrupted, or I'm kind of comfortable, I've got my plan. Maybe Christ is coming to you today and say, don't be afraid. Trust my plan for you. What if that was, is what's happening now? I mean, what if, if all these things that takes place here is true? What if this gospel message is true? What if that the desolation that the chosen people felt because of their infidelity and their idolatry, that they had lost favor? What if they promised that they would no longer be forgotten and forsaken and desolate? That they would be married to the bridegroom? That he would take them into his home. That he would marry them and make a home and make a life with them. 
What if that's not just some story and some imagery, but what if it's real? The other day in our daily mass, we had, again, this bridal, this wedding imagery, which comes up so often in the scriptures. And when we take time to quietly reflect on that ark of salvation from the beginning to the end, our hearts are open to how often the wedding imagery is brought before us. But when we separate ourselves and we get used to all of these things, then the mystery, the mystique, the joy of the wedding fades away and it's just one more thing that we have to do and what's the most convenient time and how can I get it out of the way? But the other day when we had that imagery, I was reflecting that one of the great joys, there's so many joys of being a priest, but to be able to celebrate a wedding and to be in here in the sanctuary when the groom is there at the steps with a little bit of fear, a little bit of anxiety, anticipation, waiting for those doors to open for his bride to come. And then as he's overwhelmed with the reality of what's taking place. But then when the bride usually walked with her dad, comes down to the front, and the groom steps out to meet his new bride and to take her from her father, there's usually a little bit of awkwardness. Even if we rehearse it the night before, it's a little bit awkward. It's a great imagery of this new life, of letting go of what was and, and willingly and joyfully entering into a new kind of life. But it's not always so smooth. The transition doesn't always go as planned. And many of us and other aspects of our life encounter that same. And this is the story of the chosen people from day one, really. That things don't go as planned. But just like as the wedding starts and the, the nerves start to calm and everyone kind of finds their place. When we open our minds and our heart to the mercy and the love of God. That we're not on this journey on our own. We're not fighting against the whole world, but we're really created to be received. Much like the bride is received by the bridegroom. That, that prophecy, that promise from the first reading becomes a reality. That you are no longer forgotten. How beautifully Isaiah says it. You shall be called my delight, for the Lord delights in you. Have you ever heard that before? Have you ever thought about that before? That what we're celebrating this day and every day is because the Lord delights in you. In you, individually. Yes, yes, as a group, the body of Christ, but individually, you, the Lord delights in you. So many of us are fighting battles. 
Some of us do battle our own self for who I am I and what is my identity, what is my purpose. We fight against media pressures that tell us one thing. Maybe family pressures and societal pressures that tell us something else. And we lose sight of the only voice that matters. The voice of the Father in heaven crying out to you, calling out to you. You are my delight. As we continue this Eucharistic celebration of thanksgiving for the great gift of our salvation, as we go home and we continue our family celebrations, the joy of being loved by the Father pushes us out to share that love with everyone. This is a beautiful day. It's a wonderful celebration. But it should be a way of life. And that's the invitation. The invitation to change your life and to surrender to Jesus Christ. To no longer go your own way but say yes to this radical life of discipleship. Had Mary and Joseph had to change their lives radically as God's plan for them was revealed. There was some fear. There was some uncertainty. But because they said yes, the whole world has changed. If you're ready for your life to change, If you're ready to help change the world, then say yes to Jesus Christ today. No longer shall you be called desolate. No longer shall you be called forsaken. You will be called his delight. Amen.